baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon, I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California. Well, Californians are already voting with the June 7th primary less than three weeks away. We've mentioned before on this show that one of the oddities of this election is that the appointed incumbent U.S. Senator Alex Padilla is on the ballot twice, once to fill out the remainder of Kamala Harris's term and the other for a full six-year term in his own right. Senator Padilla has had a fairly high profile for a freshman in his brief time in Washington. He's been outspoken lately on many of the major issues of the day, and we're going to speak uh, with him about some of them today. We've already heard from some of his challengers on this program. Today we're joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by California's junior senator, Alex Padilla. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, good to be with you, Doug. So let's begin with where things stand after the terrible mass shootings we saw over the weekend in Buffalo, of course, but also right here in California. There's the, there's the usual anguish and calls for reform, but how likely is any real action from Congress? Look, as a uh... Uh, as challenging as uh, advancing gun reform legislation has been in recent years in, in Congress, uh, it doesn't mean we should give up trying. Uh, these uh, tragic events, uh, whether it was in Buffalo, New York, or uh, in uh, Lake Forest, Southern California, are reminders of the work that we have uh, to do to continue to keep our communities uh, safe. Uh, so. Uh, I'm not just dis uh, discouraged by the difficulties in Congress. You know, I didn't take this job because I thought it would be easy. I thought uh, whether it's gun safety or any other issue, it's just too important. Uh, and the uniqueness of the Buffalo incident, too, I just want to call attention to the uh, clearly dangerous and deadly impact of uh, online radicalization, which is what we believe happened with the, the shooter. Uh, in New York, the dangers of social media, the dangers of uh, disinformation. It's not just uh, used to discourage people from participating in the census, as we saw in 2020. It's not just used to uh, uh, discourage people or confusing people when it comes time to vote, as we saw in 2016 and 2020. Uh, but it's leading to uh, extreme domestic terrorism on a... On a uh, more frequent basis, uh, and we've got to, got to get our arms around it. What would you like to see Congress do about that? I mean, what could be done on that front? There's a whole lot that Congress can and is doing on it. There is legislation that's advancing uh, to bring about more transparency and accountability for social media companies in their role in either enabling or helping to uh, uh, combat uh, disinformation, particularly violent information online. Uh, when we talk about uh, regulation of the uh, digital space, uh, it's one of the things I'm reminding my colleagues to be very mindful of. Let's uh, understand what our intent is and uh, let's get the language right. We don't want to inadvertently make it easier for hate speech to appear online. Uh, and Buffalo is just the latest example. In the meantime, there's a lot of laws on the books and we have an administration, the Biden-Harris administration, that has appointed leadership at the Department of Justice that can crack down 
utilizing existing laws that are on the books. A far cry from the uh, uh, the prior administration, which uh, we saw far too often facilitating and uh, and, and frankly incentivizing uh, the discourse that leads to violence. You know, there were huge demonstrations this week for abortion rights and counter demonstrations against them, uh, with the high court expected to overturn Roe v. Wade next month. The Senate's obviously not going to codify Roe into federal law. So what more can you do as a senator on this issue? And how concerned are you about the impact of that opinion when it comes on California? Yeah, first and foremost, uh, I was proud to stand with uh, the tens of thousands of uh folks who attended the rally in uh, Los Angeles last Saturday. I'm proud to stand with them and with activists, with advocates and leaders in support of a woman's right to choose and their reproductive rights uh, that were considered settled law for nearly 50 years. Uh, look, I'm alarmed by the uh, draft opinion that we've all uh, read by now from the Supreme Court that seeks to undo uh, 50 rights of 50 years of rights and protections for women across the country. Uh, I am I, uh, proud to be from California, where the governor, legislative leaders, and so many others uh, stand and will. Uh, stand up for a woman's right to choose. But frankly, every woman in America, every family in America deserves the same rights and protections and access to uh, abortion and other reproductive health care services. Uh, so we tried yet again to codify the protections of Roe v. Wade into federal law. Uh, we came up short, but it doesn't mean we give up. We got to keep fighting. Uh, if anything, I'm reminding people, we have to make sure we keep this in mind when we go vote in November. Uh, we know that Democrats will stand up for a woman's right to choose, and we know that Republicans don't. Uh, and so if Republicans were to retake a majority in the United States Senate or in both houses of Congress, undoing Roe v. Wade is just the beginning. The other thing that I think is important to uh, uh, share is that the very rationale that the extremist justices on the Supreme Court seem to be using to undo Roe v. Wade can easily be applied to roll back so many other fundamental rights, starting with marriage equality, starting with access to contraception. And we've already seen what the Supreme Court has done to voting rights in America, and so it's a very uh, treacherous path uh, that uh, we could be going down. And lastly, uh, back to specifically the, the protections for uh, women seeking reproductive uh, rights. Uh, we've sent uh, letters to a lot of technology companies uh, making sure that they're not selling data, location data or any other personally identifiable information data for uh, women who seek out reproductive care services uh, because that can be used to target them, uh, which can then lead to additional violence. Speaking of voting, you're up for election, as we mentioned, not once but twice on June 7th. What have you done in your year and a half in office to justify Californians giving you their vote? What, what is the best thing on your resume in this job application? Now, I appreciate you asking. Uh, I am respectfully asking for the voter support to uh, uh, earn a full six-year term uh, in the United States Senate, but also to complete the current term. When I was uh, first uh, uh, appointed and sworn into the Senate, uh, at the time, my top priority was uh, trying to advance a better COVID response. It was in the toughest days of the COVID-19 pandemic, and among the first things I had a chance to participate in was the crafting and passage of the American Rescue Plan. 
You'll recall funding for state and local governments, uh, direct assistance to struggling families and to small business owners, and funding for vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And thankfully, so many Californians are now vaccinated uh, and have that immunity to help protect us from the worst effects of uh, COVID. Last year ended with the bipartisan infrastructure bills being signed into law and was proud to have weighed in uh, in those negotiations, bringing home billions of dollars for California's aging infrastructure in a way that helps advance our climate agenda, uh, in a way that builds out broadband services to uh, the underserved and unserved areas of our state. But there's so much more work to do, uh, defending the right to vote, uh, advancing uh, uh, update to our immigration laws. No state has more at stake in it than the state of California. Uh, and so uh, I think I've uh, proven on my ability to get things done, not just in the Senate, but for the many years of my public service career. And I want to keep fighting and delivering for Californians. All right. Thank you so much for being with us. U.S. Senator Alex Padilla of California. Thanks. Thank you, Doug. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts, You can find me on Twitter, at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.